Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Are we on the air tech? Yes, we are, because that's the name of the show. Welcome. I'm Sam DeLeb, and this is our Children of Airtay after show where I vent my feelings while the party takes a week off from their hike from train to mines. Hey, sometimes these things take a while. It's that classic public transit policy issue, the last mile problem. But our guest tonight can always just blame it on the read. That's right, we have Oba Lauren, a.k.a. Lauren Urban, a.k.a. Neb, a.k.a. Carolyn Stern. Lauren, say hi to the people so they don't think I'm threatening you with wolves from behind the camera. Hi, people. How you doing? Yes, I'm here. I'm here despite the fact that there were wolves. Maybe because of the fact there were wolves. I don't know. Have we already spoiled things? I'm okay with that. There are wolves. There are wolves. There are, But not behind the camera threatening Lauren. That's very nope. important. But... <laughs> Threatening me from behind the camera. No, uh, before I can pry Lauren's nebulous secrets from her, I am contractually obligated and compelled by the Gaia spell to mention our sponsors. Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realm, you can type bang code in chat for a free Electrum chest in game. I'm told there are some very high quality humanoids in Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. And Die Hard Dice, use code AIRTAY at checkout for 10% and you can get polyhedrals that look stylish just like that. We will be doing a giveaway in chat during stream and with the threat of 5d10 psychic damage out of my way, we move on to our show. But with a reminder, you too can ask Lauren questions like, how exactly did you manage to make Neb the most endearing bean? By asking your question with QUESTION in all caps in chat. But I go first. <laughs> I'm excited. It's so good to have you. How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing, <laughs> excited to be here. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just happy. I'm slightly nervous because I'm sure there will be questions I can't answer that I want to desperately, but I'll do my best. Chat, it is my role to do my very darndest on behalf on your behalf to pry these secrets from her. But honestly, when we were checking in about those kind of questions in our pre-interview, you said something that genuinely threw me, that uh, people could probably guess your race and class. And um, uh, hi, it had not occurred to me that y'all might not be playing humans mechanically in Children <laughs> of Ate, even though we understand, we understand 
we understand your characters to be human. Uh, now, my mama taught me it's rude of an envy to ask a lady what's on her character sheet, so I'll refrain. <laughs> but it made me wonder how much of what's on that character sheet is flavored to a modern setting, and how much could we just throw in the Forgotten Realms? How much adjustment is there to this fairly unusual modern setting? I think there's a lot. Um, I think especially with Neb, and I'll, I'll talk in circles again. I think it's pretty obvious after the last episode, people have a good idea what kind of magic person she might be. I'll put it that way. And uh, because of that, the stuff that uh, is on her character sheet, a lot of it has been reflavored. And a lot of it has kind of been reflavored. And it's been a weird, fun challenge to figure out how to make those things be modernized in a way. But uh, most of it comes just from her, just from her backstory and where she is from. And a lot of the skills that she has are 100% right out of New York City. So, yeah. But but some of the more fantastical things that have started to show up, those, uh, admittedly, those might uh, fit better in, in the Sword Coast eventually, but she's discovering those along with everybody else. Mm. So how much do you know about Neb that Neb doesn't know about Neb yet? Oh, um, I'm going to say actually not very much. Neb doesn't have, I don't think, I don't think Neb has as many secrets as a lot of the other characters, which makes me excited because I am dying to find out more about all of the other characters that Neb is hanging out with. Um, but she's a little more simple. She's a little more straightforward. So a lot that's come up for her is simple and straightforward. And so I think there's only a, a few things I know that she hasn't discovered yet. And that's also been a fun challenge of holding back as much as possible to have that exploration be nice and slow and just be able to sink my teeth into the few things that we get to do every single episode and make them really, really mean something. It's been, it's been really gratifying as, as a long time D and D player to not gloss over these early levels and not gloss over these, these early bits to that when they happen, they're special. And to really think about like how each and everything can happen and does happen and comes up. And it's been, it's been really a lot of fun. Have you played a lot of low level stuff for you? I, I see a lot of you playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons on the internet. Go check out everything Lauren's doing. Uh, but I often see you as a, a fairly powerful being. Have you done a bunch of level one? A bit. I My sweet spot, especially for a lot of the one shots that I run, is level five. Um, that's kind of my jam. If if you just ask me to run a game, that's where I'm going to put people. Gives people just enough power to feel powerful, but not have to worry about I can't do everything on my character sheet all at once. Um, so that's kind of where I like to be. I have run and played in a lot of games uh, fortunately, that have started at one and gone to 15, 16, 20. So I've had that experience a couple of times, but this is the first time where those first couple of levels, we've savored them as much as the show. 
Yeah. It's usually been a, all right, we're going to be at level one just to kind of establish a few things. And then by the next session, we're going to be at level two. And then a session or two, we're going to be at level three. We kind of get to a couple of levels fairly quickly. So this is the first time in where I've spent more than, say, a session or two at level one. At level one, perhaps, but at hit point one, my goodness, it's kind of like you lived there. Fallen Angel asked, and I think we all want to know, how many times have you gone down to one HP? Are you as nervous for Neb as we are? You're nervous. <laughs> Is Neb okay? Is Neb's fine. <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm way more nervous for Neb than Neb is. Um, although she, I think after this last episode is starting to realize that some of the, the wonder that she's seeing is coming with a lot more, uh, danger, but uh, to answer the question, I, I, I don't remember exactly how many times, but it's been more than once. It's definitely been more than once that she's been hanging out on, on, uh, almost nothing, but that's, that's what happens at this level. And that's kind of. Also, half the fun for me is the fact that we are, in a way, still squishy humans just in the regular world. Like, Lauren as a person only has nine hit points, so I totally relate to this. <laughs> so, you know, that's but, eight more hit points than you need, right? You know what? It, it depends on, on uh, what your constitution score is, and I'm just constantly working on mine. So, but yeah, <sighs> I'm I am definitely... Lauren is more worried for Neb than she is. I'll put it that way. <laughs> it's just something very beautiful about Neb, though, because we've seen uh, in a couple different ways with the ghost and also, yes, with the wolves of someone who puts kindness first and is very brave to do so. Can you talk a little bit maybe about where you think she gets that? Uh, some of that is her personality. Some of that is her finally having a drive in her life, which we haven't really talked too much about in the game yet. But um, this is kind of the first thing in her life that's grabbed her and made her want to push forward and find out more. This is the first time in Neb's life that she's had a calling. And so she's been a little more reckless than I think she would have been in other situations. Um, and it, it's a little bit of me wanting to have a character that is a little bit more willing to jump into the fray, willing to try things out, um, not necessarily being completely reckless, not like running off into danger without even thinking, but being the person who's willing to lick the door, being the person who we're going to stand <laughs> at the doorway. <laughs> you had to know how it tasted. Uh, being the person who's going to stand at the doorway and we're going to look around a little bit, but then someone's got to be the first person to enter. So might as well be Neb. So it's it's kind of a mixture of a couple things, but it's definitely for her, it's that she is feeling pulled towards something. And it's the first time in her life that she's feeling that. And it is exciting. What do you think ignites that drive in her for the first time? Usually like, you know, you'll see type A people who are always drive and then they find the vessel 
for it, uh, but to kick into gear the way that we have seen Nebula do is a little unusual in a person. Is it curiosity or is there something else at play? It's a little curiosity. It's also, she's young-ish. She's uh, mid-twenties. And um, I'm trying to remember how much we've talked about some of these things. So I don't want to spoil too much. But I think it's it's pretty easy to say she's she hasn't known what she wants to do in her life yet. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to that weird feeling of I am a young adult and I should go do I should go be an adult and figure out what I want to do with my life, but maybe I don't know what that is yet. And she's kind of always felt that and also had this responsibility of, but I don't want to just leave and go waste money or waste time or, you know, fail at something when I don't know what I want to do. So she's been kind of in this very stagnant place for a while, just kind of figuring out where she wants to go and waiting for a thing, waiting for inspiration, waiting for um, an activity that excites her for more than a couple of days. And this has grabbed her in that way. So I think she's always curious and she's she's someone who likes to learn. She's someone who likes to uh, learn from other people and read and have new experiences, but it's always kind of been an, oh, this is fun. This is interesting. This is nice. I like I like being an omnivore of knowledge, but nothing has ever become my my focus. And this has become her focus. And it'll be really interesting to see the good and the bad that comes from that. <laughs> you know, like licking doors. And then just takes a drink casually like I'm supposed to be all right. Uh, for the record, chat. On the air, Tay is not liable for any psychic damage you take from the relatability of Neb's stagnation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it. It, <laughs> I think we've all kind of felt that, even those of us who uh, have been lucky enough to find a calling in life, but like that moment, those, those moments of, I need to go be an adult, but I don't know how to do that. That's where she is, or was, anyway. <laughs> But I do believe that if there were an adulting manual, Neb would read it because she is such a beautifully glorious nerd. I love how much of Nebula has played a nerd support in a lot of the circumstances where you've helped. Uh, I notice when I see assists from you, they're often providing information or guidance I know is a loaded term, um, but even in the non-technical sense, it's a very unusual way to play support. Hmm. Well, thank you. That is, I think part of that is she is an enabler of knowledge and stories. Like for her, it is, I see you doing a thing and if I can help you do the thing, I'm going to learn from you doing the thing. So like any time that she can, uh, she thinks that she can actually help with something she wants to, but it's always in the, you know, oh, you're picking that lock. I know nothing about this. I'm going to do what I can to help you because I, I'm fascinated to watch this. Uh, oh, you're learning about the history of the train. Let me pull up the, the, the goggle and see what I can help with that. You know, do you see this thing outside? You know, help that kind of thing. So it's, it's a drive to figure things out. 
And there might be a little bit of that in Lauren enjoying having a character that has, um, I think this is pretty obvious. She she has an intelligence score. Let's put it that way. <laughs> she has a bonus. I've played a character for a very long time who had a negative to her intelligence, and I'm now playing a character that does not. And it can do some stuff that I haven't been able to do in a while. And I think maybe part of that is me reveling in that a bit. <laughs> but Neb is definitely the, if I can help you tell the story so that I can hear the story, what do I got to do? beautiful gosh dang it lauren how dare you how dare i <laughs> truly i am uh, i'm super evil that way oh yeah no i believe that uncritically and without insight check <laughs> evil yes mm -hmm. lauren mm -hmm. but it's i mean there is something kind of satisfying about playing to your highest intelligence because you have the int score to enable it on the character sheet so it's not meta if you, Lauren, are smart. Listen, I'm not going to say that I am as smart as Neb, but it is. No, nice that's why I'm here. Oh, okay. That's good. Because oh, I appreciate that. No, uh, I think I. it is nice to, um, when I was building Neb, that was one of the things that I wanted her to be able to do was see the thing and investigate the thing. I wanted her to have the ability to um, perceive and learn about the thing because that's really important to her. And, you know, whether that's helping other people to do it or being able to do it herself. So that was kind of where um, crafting her stat block, if, if we want to get meta about it, but crafting the way that her strengths are to be able to, to have those strengths in in both investigating and in looking around. That was important to me. It's a rare build, but it's paying off, but it's not entirely mechanical. So uh, Fallen Angel pointed out, you came up with some good ideas to solve the puzzles that Deborah came up with. As a player, do you like puzzles? Because you are engaging with them, one, because it's from Neb as a character, that's very authentic, but like, Lauren's having good ideas and I'm not just talking about licking doors. <laughs> I don't know if I'm daunted by puzzles. I'll put it that way. Um, I, I like them, but I am worried that I am going to get stuck. And that's kind of been the beauty of Deborah's games and the puzzles that she puts out is even when we're stuck, uh, there's always something else to do. There's always something else to try. There's always another avenue. I never feel, my fear with puzzles is kind of the old school point and click adventure in where if you don't know what to do, that's it. You're stuck sitting there until you figure out what thing to put together with what thing to make the thing happen. The soap with the bucket with the strawberry jam. Yeah. Obviously. What do I do? Yeah. What do I do with the lint in my pocket so that I don't die to the grue? Like it's that kind of thing. <laughs> So that's always kind of been my fear with puzzles. And so knowing that, oh, we can go ahead and just try a bunch of stuff and really explore how do we get past this door? How do we do this? And if we fail, if we're not successful at doing that puzzle, there's other things that we can do. There's other places we can go. There's other avenues that we can explore. So for me, that's been kind of a, a pressure valve of letting Neb try all the things because it's 
it's a little easier to know, oh, I can always go and do something else if I get really flummoxed. So that's that's part of Deborah's amazing design, I think. We got to talk on our premiere episode of On the Air Day about how she constructs puzzles. And y'all, it is well worth a watch for any DM who is interested in spending multiple episodes with their players on a door. <laughs> and being happy and being excited about the door, you know? That's that's the thing. Like it's it was such a wonderfully DD cliche moment, but we were all as soon as there's a door over there we've never been able to open. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. Hi. Okay. What do I got to do to interact with this door? <laughs> we talked about what surprised her and it was hard focusing the door. Y'all went for it. And Nabby, among others in particular, I was going to say like really sunk her teeth into it, but like, obviously mm. it's, it, it's licking the door. This is the I mean, <laughs> She would have bit the door if she could. If that, if she thought she had gotten something out of it, she'd got, <laughs> ah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was a it was less of a puzzle and more of a curiosity at first. It's like, oh, there's this room that nobody's been in. It's got this amazing story behind it. I'd love to know what's in there. And then everybody else was also kind of interested. And especially um, since Neb has spent a lot of her life not knowing what she wants to do, not only is she an enabler of other people's stories, she's also kind of the the person that will go along with what other people say. Like, hey, let's go do this. She's the person who never knows what she wants for dinner, but will always say yes to whatever you say. Um, you know, and so that that was how she ended up licking the door. Is I don't remember who mentioned it, but someone was just like, oh, we should try licking the door. <laughs> okay. You know, and that's that's part of who she is, is that uh that, yeah, sure. If you think it's a good idea, I'll give it a try. Uh, and then the more we interacted with the, the door and the more fantastical it was, that was really the origin of, or the starting point of her sinking her metaphorical teeth into this interesting thing that's going on that I need to know what's going on with this. I feel this drive to figure out what's going on with this magical thing. And and then she wouldn't let go. The Neb's reaction to the magic has been particularly fun to watch. I mean, the lady's named for space. One might have expected a very skeptical empiricist mm. coming out here. And that's not at all what we've seen. How would you characterize Neb's reaction to the weirdness and the problems it brings? The problems? Uh, she is... 100% fascinated, loves it all. Uh, the space thing, once again, we haven't had a chance to really go into it too much, but for her, there's a lot more history there and it's yeah. a lot more of the beauty of space more than the science behind it. And so for her, the, the door, what was inside the room, everything that's been going on with the train, just the more and more there were these fantastical things happening. She's been very, I'm trying to say this in just the right way. She's been on board to uh, believe what she's seeing, believe what she's feeling, believe what she's experiencing very quickly. Um, and 
it's not that she's just believing anything. I, I, I don't want to say she's gullible, but she's not questioning her own instincts. She's not questioning her own experiences. She got burnt by this knob several times. There's there's no denying it on her palm. Mm. She felt what was going on with the door. They were inside the room and all those things happened and she is convinced that what she experienced is real and so there must be really cool things happening and I gotta find out more. Just ah, what a good bean and it it's interesting that you frame her in interested in hearing and enabling the stories of others, interested in the beauty of space. It's, it's focused on the arts of it all in the science just a little bit. A little Did you, bit. Mm, <laughs> should we be keeping our eyes open? I mean, always, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, once again, trying to talk in circles. We were talking right before this, but uh, about... Um, what Neb is. And I think a lot of people have guessed it by now, at least the beginnings of it uh, after the last episode, but there, there's still some, some fun things that are happening. So. I admit it was only in pre-show prep for this and maybe a little last episode, but mostly just pre-show prep that I, I started to figure it out. Um, the pet rock might have thrown me in the wrong direction a little oh, bit. really? Because there's more than one way to have a pet rock. And I know that we are circumlocuting. Oh, um, oh. Do you feel comfortable explaining to our audience what we are alluding to? Yeah. So, uh, what what kind of class she is? Um, I and I think I think some people might have even guessed on her subclass a little bit. Um, but once again, like it, it's I I think the last couple of episodes she's had these marquee moments in where it's become in my mind pretty obvious. Mostly because there have been things that have happened that um, those of us who are astute with the mechanics of D&D are like, oh yeah, well, if that is happening, then this and this and this. And that's that's super fun. Like I've been enjoying watching people figuring out all of the mechanics of our characters. Like that's been half of the joy of this. Um, so yeah, the, the pet rock. I hadn't, the funny thing is I'd never thought of referring to the her rock as a pet rock. What? <laughs> I'd never thought of it that way. She doesn't think of it as uh, the rock will get more explanation uh, eventually, but I never thought of it that way. That's amazing. Ooh, there we go. I'm go. looking over at it now. Like I have, I have it. Wait, 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 wait. It's not just a, a pocket like object work rock. Oh no, it is a very specific. I mean, I, I, I have a, a, prop version of it physically that I have. I think I might have, if I haven't shown it on screen, I've definitely had it in my hands when I've talked about like giving support to people. I thought um, you were doing object work. I, oh yeah. I, I've the quality of performance here. I thought there really was a rock chat. There is. There really is a rock. It's, I'm pointing to it right over so there. So persuasive is she. <laughs> I really believe it. But yeah, Neb is uh, that, what that rock is and the more specifics of it will, I hope, come up. But um, but once again, that was one of those moments in where like describing that, oh, she's going to, you know, feel this rock in her pocket and then do this thing. And then finally being able to pull it out 
and not hide it anymore was another one of those, like, I don't know how much she's talked about or even I've talked about how important that moment was of like, I'm not going to hide this thing anymore. I'm just going to pull it out and have it in my hand so people can see it. Like that was huge because she's usually got that, you know, in a pocket hidden away. I remember as you narrated it, it was narrated with significance. Like this is important. I have no idea why, but this is important. Well, then I feel like I've done my job. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pry too much, Chad. I have to be reasonable before I become unreasonable. Um, but can you give us some hints as to what we should look for vis-a-vis the importance of Pet Rock? Um, oh, let me think. Um, so uh, emotionally, there are there's a history there, um, which will probably come up as um, as these characters have a chance to finally talk with each other mm-hmm. and hopefully like they, they talked a little bit at dinner about each other. And then we kind of went on this wild tangent of magical stuff. Uh, but these characters don't actually know each other very well yet. And so I'm excited for them to sit down and, and I know Neb is very curious about starting to put uh, clues together. You know, who are you? Where are you from? Why are you on this train? She's assuming that none of this is random. She's starting to wonder about a lot of things. And so um, I will say emotionally and for her her backstory, there's there's significance to the rock. Um, uh, mechanically, there's a big significance to the rock, obviously. Um, but yeah, that is that is a it's a touchstone in her life. Ooh, chat, make your wisdom save versus the psychic damage. Uh, that's a joke. It actually, it's healing. Uh, you're now full health. Well done, chat. Well, I'm here done. to help. I believe it. Uh, but truthfully, it did not seem in any way to be random as Tricky Bacon pointed out. Neb and Robin seemed to know each other kind of in episode one. We gonna learn more about that? I think so. I hope so. Um, I know we're not the only characters who knew each other uh, or like had a connection, but that was um, that was a fun thing that that Hope and I had talked about beforehand because of a, a bunch of different things. Robin has had so much experience, and as um, as we were all figuring out that most of us were in New York City, at least for a time, the idea of, oh, we might have known each other, we might have encountered each other, was too good to pass up on. Um, and I'm trying to remember exactly what's already come out. Oh, I'm, I'm... oh just say whatever comes to your mind. <laughs> oh, let me just give the whole backstory. But yeah, they've they've definitely, it's been a very long time, but they, they do know each other. Um, long enough that I do remember um, Robin remembers Neb before she had the blue hair and she's been dyeing her blue, her hair blue for a while. So hmm. uh, they've, they've known each other for a little bit, but it's been a while. And um, n- definitely Neb is super happy to see Robin because as someone who is a, a fan of listening to people tell stories about their life or experiences they've had, as we've all learned, Robin has had a lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> is is not the best mini game in Children of Erte tracking Robin's jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I've watched in chat. After I'll go back and uh, watch bits of the episode to see what chat is saying. And the whenever Robin drops, well, I used to do this. Then it just turns into a whole game in chat of like, well, I used to do. I used to be on a space station when I was young. I like the the wild things they say in chat is so much fun to watch. Wild. I'm sorry. You think Robin wasn't on a space station? Okay, far fetched theories today on that's, on the air tag. That's fair. I'll have to ask her. Oh, I'll have to find out. I mean, she could be an astronaut for all I know. Then we have uh, two space friends. <laughs> uh, uh, there is one we refer to being from New York and a lot about Neb's history. And one element of her background that I noticed from her very first scene was referencing her Zede. And mm -hmm. since then, Neb has confirmed in character that she's Jewish, which is unusual in TTRPG characters and extremely cool. Can you talk a bit about why uh, you made that choice for your character in this? So as I was building Neb, um, a bunch of my, I mean, obviously I am not a magical creature from New York City, but well, some, I mean, not yet, not that we know of. I you might not be from New York. I don't know that, but you know. So I am from New York, but I'm from Buffalo. My family grew up in New York City. So when I do the New York accent, it's like, that's what I'm remembering my ma Authentic. sounds like. <laughs> it is, it is uh, secondhand authentic, not firsthand. Um, and so there was a lot of uh, very specific things that got pulled from my history or that I was drawing on when when creating her because of the fact that we were creating these characters that were from the real world. And um, she comes from a, a much larger family than I do. Like Neb's family is quite expansive. I don't think she's, she has not talked about the number of people who are living in her brownstone. Um, she is surrounded by loving family. And the more I was fleshing them out, the more my own Jewish heritage just came up when when it was, well, this is a family of people who have a bakery in New York City. Well, of course, they're going to be making challah bread. I mean, why wouldn't they? Like, it just became, you know, a thing. And so, so yeah, I did... I did intentionally see that uh, she is also like me and where she is uh, not the most devout Jew. So I'm, I'm treading lightly because I don't want to, I don't want people to think that I, I, I know everything about this, this culture of mine that, you know, I, I that's barely... such an authentically Jewish thing though. Oh, geez. Disconnection yeah. from the culture is the culture. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like I've been to a lot of uh, bar and bat mitzvahs, but I haven't had one myself. It's that kind of thing. So yeah. she's she's kind of in a similar situation. But that those ties to family and those those words that come up like that's just, you know, it was my Bubby and my Zadie. It was, you know, these are the, the family members of mine. So it just when I was uh, plotting out her family, those words just happened and then it just felt right. So. Well, I'm the host, so I get to just say words to you, and I get to tell you it meant a lot, and I thought it was really cool. So there. <laughs> well, thank you. It's <laughs> it's meant a lot to me to be able to 
drop those little bits in in there and just have them feel normal, you know, not put a emphasis on them and have them just be this is just who she is and just part of her. And it's it's it meant a lot when I was able to, especially that first episode. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, I remember hearing that she was from Crown Heights and it's like yeah 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 and that's that's part of my history my mom and that side of my family are jewish they uh both my parents are from new york city um my that side of my family does it's not a bakery but they do own a hardware store in new york that's been in the family for forever so there was there was a lot of that i was pulling from there were a couple of interesting conversations with my mom (laughs) calling her up and be like ma all right, and so I'm working on a character. Help me. Help. Yeah, I know. I know that it's the D and D thing. I know you don't understand. Okay, <laughs> remind me. I know you love me. And you don't understand. Just help me out here. <laughs> there was a bit of that. So, hey, no matter what, she's proud of you. She is. She's very proud of me. What is your favorite thing of Neb that is Lauren? Since it, there are some biographically, as we're hearing, uh, but what do you, what do you think the two of you share that like you're really happy about? Happy for Neb, because Neb should have as many Lauren traits as possible. That just improves the character of a person. Um, but likewise, what what trait do y'all share that you like having? I think at least some of her reaction, some of her her joy at the magic that has started to happen, I would like to think I would have the same reaction. Who knows? I, I can't say for sure, but I would like to think in that same situation that the wonder of it all would be the primary emotion. And so, yeah, so that's... There's a bit of that in there. I wanted I wanted her to be more excited than scared. And I think that was part of me. The capacity for wonder is a beautiful and profoundly endearing reaction of Neb's. Uh, and it helps to keep a nice balance among the party because there are absolutely people who are scared. There are people who are trolling the people who are scared. Uh, but... To simply, not to simply, but to have that capacity for wonderment and joy in the face of, I don't know, doors that straight up burn your hand. Yeah. Uh, to find that little spark it says beautiful things about Neb and Lauren. Well, and that's also been one of the, the most fun in the last couple episodes, interactions with all the other characters. It has been that push and pull of what are you feeling? What are you seeing? Um, it, one of the things I did not expect that has happened now a couple of times has been how much she has um, aligned with Silas on a bunch of things about their reactions to things. Like Silas has also shown this kind of this is super cool and look at all this stuff that's going on. And yeah, you know, this is probably a, an evil boss monster from the video games, but like, <laughs> you know, he's, he's got more of the caution of the wonder than Neb does, but like the, the two of them have definitely reacted in similar ways. Um, and considering, uh, I mean, 
I don't know what's going on with Silas's backstory. I don't know where he's from. Neb doesn't either. She's fascinated. She wants to know more. But it sounds like they are from two completely different worlds. And then to have kind of that similar, this is awesome reaction. And th that's been really fun to play off of. And then even with some of the, like uh, Feruza being much more, oh, there's got to be a reasonable explanation for this. That's been also fun because like for Neb, that's important to have that that perspective of maybe she's both physically and also just perceiving why seeing things that I am not. Kind of thing. <laughs> Different perspective. Yeah, that oh, that natural twenty double twenty natural moment on the, the train might be one of my favorite moments that Dice have ever given me. That was I was so excited about when the two of us both rolled a natural twenty. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> This is, this, uh, like, Neb is going to follow Feruza everywhere like a puppy just to be, I want to help you because we're a team now. This is amazing. Well, I love that this, the synergies between the different characters have been fascinating, though. Do clip it, chat. Uh, Lauren said Silas and caution in the same sentence. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he's got more caution. She definitely, he definitely has more caution than she does. Like, if, if one of you was outside of a train. Yes, that's true. That's true. Um, what I'm thinking of mostly is uh, the interaction with the the spirits in the, the room and the fact that he, he had the thoughts of, oh, this is probably a trick and a trap and this is probably you know we're going to do this thing and then it's going to be the video game boss monster that we're going to have to defeat whereas neb had a more hopeful positive reaction to everything that was going on but the fact that they were both going this is magic was endearing for her and i mean it's okay if he's a little more at least in that sense cautious though going on top of the train honestly that was another one of those uh almost dice roll moments that I Neb regrets not following him. And that's that becomes important later on in a couple of ways. But yeah, Neb super regrets not braving that jump. In a couple of ways, you say. Yeah. Well, he went to go be brave and explore and do things, and she did not. And now he was stuck on the top of the train alone. And you know, that's and things went bad. <laughs> things went real bad. So <laughs> so she so she the lesson we took away is we need to go onto the train more yeah the problem was we didn't also go on the train i just i want to make sure that i'm getting this correct for the record yes okay. to neb the problem was because it, the second time when the train had stopped and he went up and she tried to follow him and then failed like she that's that sucks i for for lauren that was amazing because that's an amazing like continuation of that interaction of like i've once again failed to get on top of the train with silas like that moment was super super fun and deep but yeah that's one of the reasons she was like yes let's go on top of the train absolutely let's do this now i'm gonna make up for the fact that i didn't do it before ah. the more times <laughs> that desire gets frustrated the more rewarding it's going to be when we actually get a payoff and we now know 
to look specifically for that and for Neb perhaps uh, being a bit more Captain YOLO in future in terms at least of physical bravery. Because I think if you want to differentiate where it sounds like you see Silas is cautious um, versus where Silas is on top of trains, mm. seems to come back to that interpersonal or interrelational bravery oh, yeah. with the it's not there are no people or or person spirit well beings on top of the train for silas to go see but when when neb stepped up it was connecting with someone and that seems to have driven quite a lot oh yeah and when he went on top of the train he was super calm the whole time until it was that he saw the ghost and that's when he panicked. So for Neb, what she experienced was he was in complete control of everything until the weird thing happened. And of course, if you know, that would uh, make anybody surprised. So she sees the going on top of the train and the the heroic like she doesn't even really know everything that he did up there <laughs> like she has yeah. no idea she just knows he went on top of the train was hanging off the side of the train and then everything went bad because person in the in the room so something something a rope yep some, yeah yeah the, the, there were ropes and getting bags and everything a lot of that is a little bit of a blur to her uh but yeah like she for that's an interesting distinction for her. And it's the same thing with in being in the room uh, and the same thing later on with the wolves and everything. <laughs> everything with the wolves. Well, yeah, once again, it was Silas who inspired that moment. Like, uh, honest, 100% when, when he said something like, you know, well, maybe we can talk with them or maybe they can talk or something like, I remember exactly what he said, but he planted that seed in her mind when she had woken back up and if he hadn't said that and if she wasn't trusting of of any of these people but especially of him of like oh yeah if he thinks that they can then it's worth a try right she wouldn't have done it is i know a lot of us like to contravene the murderous reputation of Dungeons and Dragons players and make friends with all the everything. Is that a thing that you do often at your tables or is Neb the the exception among your characters? Um, a little bit of both. Uh, as a DM, I definitely like having nonviolent ways out of a lot of conflicts. Um, I try to only have violence is the answer when it has when when it is like a force of nature kind of beast, some far realms creature that there is no talking to. But that if there is um, if there is a, a motivation there that someone wants to take the time to talk with or reason with or, you know, scare off or something, I do try to allow that as much as possible as a DM. Um as a player, my characters vacillate. I do tend to err on the I'm not a murder hobo. I, I try not to be the person who runs off to go fight the thing. Um, but I've definitely had characters at various levels of, oh, you've attacked us, so I have no problem defending myself and killing you. Uh, Neb, I think, 
is of the I will defend myself, but especially in and we haven't gotten into a lot of battles. So I, I I'm still learning what her inclination is. But in that instance, no, she didn't really want to fight these things. She was just defending herself. That's why when she finally had a chance to talk to them, it was it was a lot of no, we're not we're not your enemy. We're not food. We're not the person that you should be attacking. You know, we should work, try to work together. You should just go away. You know, this is all a big misunderstanding. For the record, chat, on the air, Tay is not legally liable for any pain you may have experienced by Deborah Ann Wolf's sad wolf noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, that, that tugged at my heart. That was, but it made sense, right? Like, Oh, yeah. How, how do you quickly uh, feel bad for murder wolves? I'll talk to them. Mm. Mm -hmm. Also, those noises. <laughs> that uh, we never would have connected with had Neb not been brave enough to be kind. Oh, and she had some friends behind her to, to help and to literally inspire. <laughs> Talk softly and carry a big pocket axe, or at least some friends <laughs> with a big pocket axe. Uh, a big pocket axe or a letter opener that does that does a massive damage. Yeah, that and that was the other thing that had happened in that moment. Like all of the magic that had happened up until then had been very in the shadows, in the dark, obliquely. It could be possibly maybe explained in other ways. That was in the middle of the day out in the sun, you know, under trees in the shade, um, with everybody just seeing and hearing and smelling and tasting everything. There was, in Neb's mind after that, there was no denying this is magic. You know, after um, after Feruza's just wailing at things on with her axe, after um, watching Maeve literally just, here's a letter opener and I'm just going to go be Lancelot with the thing. Yeah, and, like you do. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and then get healed and then Robin like diving like a linebacker on top of Neb. To I just believe life. that uncritically. Just, yeah. there's, that's just, that's just Robin. Yeah. We need to ask Robin about her time as a football coach. I'm sure, I'm sure she's been, uh, but yeah, like the things that happened up until that point really just cemented. Yep. This is magic hundred percent. So why not talk to the wolves when Silas mentions it? Right. What is weird now? Right? So we might as well try a weird thing until we find out what is too weird. What is perhaps three weird. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't wait for Neb to try all the weird things because she's she's going down that path now. Like, if this worked, what else will? What are you more most excited for us, the audience, to learn about Neb? Ooh. There is a story behind why her voice is the way it is. I'll put it that way. Like uh, her, my choice of her voice is a very intentional story thing. And if it comes up, I will be very happy. Whew. Cast in <laughs> chat, cast in VOD. Help. I need <laughs> to know this now. What? are you most excited to discover about Neb that you don't know yet? Um, there's a bunch. 
in it, this is going to sound dark, but I don't mean it this way. This is, like I said, the first time that she's ever had a a strong drive to do something, a pull in her life. And that can be good and that can be bad. Like you can become obsessive about things. Like I'm, and I don't know. I don't know which way she's going to go. I don't know how, um, is this like, I'm going to want to learn too much about the wrong things? Is is she going to be cautious? Is, are there things that are going to happen in the story that are going to pull her or push her in one way or another? I have no idea. But she's, this world has its hooks in her and she is ready to be reeled in. And how good or bad that gets, I am excited to find out. I have no idea. Uh, we're all excited along with you. So that brings me to my very final question uh, from Cassius, which I love so much. I'm just going to be asking it now. What is the Erte? Demiplane, Spelljammer, Pub, what do you think? What's an Erte? I mean, it's it's Deborah, right? It's just Deborah. It's just in her brain. And I'm happy. I'm happy to be there. We are all happy to be within the Erte, and we're so happy that you are in there with us. Lauren, who are you and where can the good people find you? <laughs> I'm Lauren Urban. I am super happy to be here with Sam, who is lovely and wonderful and asks all the most amazing questions and is a joy to talk to. I am also found uh, as the content coordinator for Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, you know, a little game that I like that is, you know, I've been working on for a little while. Um, you can also find me on Twitter as Obolauren, where I do D and D stuff and occasionally Obo stuff, and every once in a while, just other things. But yeah, that's where I am. And that'll about do it for us. Don't forget to tune in here at Demi Plane at the same Wolf time, same Wolf channel next week for the continuation of Children of Erte. Thank you again so much, Lauren. It's been so good to have you. I am Sam DeLev, and until next time, we're going off the air tech. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Airte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.